Podcast Answer Man, episode number 166. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. This is a weekly podcast where I answer your questions for free. That's right. I give you all the free advice I can fit into one episode. And in fact, today I have so many things to share. I'm not even sure I can fit all the things I want to desperately put into this episode into one. And uh, I've been having this problem. This is the second time now that that has happened. That is very frustrating. Hmm. Anyway, I'll deal with that later. But before I <laughs> worry about that, I have no idea why my uh, soundbite program is doing that. Uh, you know what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to go ahead and close soundbite, and I'm going to see if reopening it helps out at all. Anyway... So, hey, welcome back to the podcast. You know, am I going to cut it out? Am I going to edit that out and, and, and stuff like that? No. That's what this podcast is for. It's to let you know that things don't always go the way they're supposed to go. And uh, sometimes you, the show just must go on. And I'm going to leave that there just to let you know that Cliff's not perfect. And I still occasionally have some issues of my own. Now, with that being said, I do have a lot of things I want to share with you in this episode. I'm going to just tell you real quick. We're going to talk about Ederall recorders. We're going to talk about an iPhone application that you can use to queue up all your audio clips in the event that your Mac just seemingly uh, seems to be cutting them up like they did here just a minute ago uh, with using the Soundbite program. I'm going to share my thoughts on the Snowball microphone. I'm going to talk about Adobe Audition on the Mac. Uh, whatever happened to that Crush It companion audio that I talked about so long ago, um, WordPress Rapid Weaver debate, and then you, iWeb to WordPress. I mean, we're going to talk about all those kind of things. iTunes feed snag that somebody's run into with uh, some artwork issues. And then uh, Lynn has a, uh, called into the listener line to check out feedback uh, scripts for the feedback hotlines. Um, somebody called in. I have no idea who it is. I'm going to ask you to call back. Uh, because your audio broke up, and then um, we're going to talk about some other digital products that I have available. So the question is whether or not I'm going to be able to get this thing done and get all these things in. But I'm not going to be able to do it unless I get started with the first call. And let's see if we can do this without it breaking up from Matthew, who's calling in about the Adderall recorder. Hello, Cliff. My name is Matthew Castile. And this is a question for the podcast Answer Man. I have been listening to the podcast Answer Man for several days, for several hours at a time. I work out in the sun all day, so I've been listening to hours and hours and hours and hours of the podcast Answer Man. My brain is about to explode with so much information. I'm about to launch my podcast slash website called holyoatmeal.com, which will be basically kind of like family from the heart, about living worship in the everyday. A part of my podcast is going to be 
doing music, songs that I've written, songs that are going to be scripture memory songs for families and kids. And I was wondering, do you think that Ederall would be a good choice if I had to spend one bit of money, because I'm going to have to do this in chunks, would the Ederall be a good choice for being able to record my guitar and my voice? It'll be an acoustic guitar and singing. And I thought maybe, from your talk so much about it, that might be, if I could only get one piece of equipment, that might do it. What are your thoughts and feelings on that for recording voice and guitar together? Yeah, I love your feedback. Thanks. All right, Matthew, thank you very much for your call, and I have some thoughts and feelings on that. Uh, number one, will it record both your voice and your guitar? Yes. Will it do extremely well? That depends on what we're talking about extremely well, and it depends certainly on the environment in which you will be singing and playing guitar in. So let me give you a place in in, in a scenario that I think that the Ederall would record absolutely awesomely. Do you happen to have a big, huge walk-in closet? If so, does that walk-in closet have clothes that are packed from, you know, from one end of the wall to the other on both sides? If so, can you go in there and have a conversation and talk and and it kind of the sound kind of seems dampened, meaning that your voice is not echoing off the walls. If you have a if you have a big walk-in closet that has lots of clothes in it, it's got carpet on the floor and 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 stuff like that. Typically, you get a really decent sound dampened environment there if you can fit yourself and your guitar into that walk-in closet with all those clothes and you turn on the Adderall recorder it's going to sound awesome it's going to sound awesome now if you now wherever you just were when you recorded that conversation or that voice feedback for this show I can tell you right now, if you were to turn the recorder on, yes, it's going to record that every single note and melody from your guitar is going to be perfectly reproduced with the Adderall recorder. But so is the actual um, atmosphere of your room. So when I click play here, I'm going to turn this up really loud so you can hear the static that's kind of in the background of your room there. Did you hear the sound just the the licking of your your lips or whatever the case may be let me play it one more time hello cliff so you hear it's just that sound in the background a condenser microphone is what's built into the Ederall recorder and that condenser microphone is certainly going to pick that up now let's just say you were recording in a place that had an ambient brown background that you think would be a good background uh, for for that sound, maybe that you're outside and and uh, the birds are singing and stuff like that, and that would be a great ambient sound. Then yes, it would be perfect for that. Uh, now you say you've got an acoustic guitar. I'm assuming that it's not an electric acoustic acoustic guitar. If it was an electric acoustic guitar, then I would suggest getting a very inexpensive mixer and a vocal mic and just bringing your voice into a, a dynamic vocal mic and plugging your your guitar into your um, into the mixer as well. 
but it sounds to me like an Edderall recorder. Yeah, it certainly would do a good job for you. And, uh, th- you know, there are a lot of other digital audio recorders out there. I, I particularly I'm very fond, as you guys know, of the Edderall recorder. I think it'll do a great job, but I just want you to know that it's going to pick up a lot of static in the background. And, and when I say static, I'm talking about just the the air, the the the, you know, this if you have a computer fan running in the room, you're going to hear that computer fan in the audio. Uh, that kind of stuff will pick up. Now, you can certainly do things in post-production to clean some of that stuff out. I don't necessarily know that I like that. Um, Charlie Hayes says that the Zoom H4, and I I would suggest that the Zoom H4n is probably better than the H4, uh, but he says the Zoom H4 has two XLR inputs. He could use one for vocals and one for guitar on different tracks. I think, though, again, that would do, that would only be if you are, um, the, if only you're using the uh, an acoustic electric to bring in the quarter inch jack off of your off your guitar. But I, I don't know. It it really depends on how how much of a perfectionist you are, uh, and I think it's going to re- depend on your recording environment. Now, if you went into a studio uh, or a soundproof room that didn't have you know the ambient sounds and your and all that stuff. It was a padded uh, room. It, it would be perfect. The audio the audio recording would be perfect. Um, also, if you were like at a playground with kids playing in the background, whatever the case may be, there there could be all kinds of other things. But again, like I said, there are things you could even do in post production. I think the Adderall recorder is great. But anyway, that that's just my thoughts right there. All right, so I want to move along to the next thing I want to tell you about is a program for the iPhone called Resounder. That's R-E-S-O-U-N-D-E-R. It's an application in the App Store. I think it's pretty cheap. I I, I didn't look to see what the price is before I started recording today. Uh, But it's pretty inexpensive. Um, And I want to say I love it. It, I took it to uh, PodCamp Columbus with me on my iPad and loaded up just the double-size iPhone application on there. And what you're able to do is you're able to bring in your audio clips and import them via Wi-Fi over to your device. So I can take, you know, the opening music for my podcasts and I can bring that over and port it into my iPad or my iPhone. And I just plug my, you know, headphones jack and bring that into my mixer, which is what I did at PodCamp Ohio. And I was able to bring my audio clips in and, and stuff like that. All my audio clips, all my music and all that stuff. So it was a great on-the-go solution. I won't. I probably would never use that for this scenario here, what I'm doing in the studio, just because every week I'm dragging and dropping a ton of voice feedback into the show. But that, I mean, if I wanted to, I could certainly pull even those over into the Resounder application. But uh, I wanted to let you know that that's available out there. It's a great application. It's worth the money if you're looking for a way to bring audio clips into your mixer and not have to use the computer. All right. Uh, next up, I want to give you my thoughts on the Snowball microphone. Man, I'll tell you, this thing gets so much press out there. And so many people start out and they're looking for for notes. I think there's even a couple books on podcasting. And uh, they suggest that you get the Snowball microphone. 
And I want to say, you know, a lot of people ask me, what are my thoughts on it? And unfortunately, many of people ask me, what are my thoughts on it after they've already purchased it? And I want to say that I really do not like the Snowball microphone. And I don't think Blue is ever going to sponsor an episode of any of my podcasts because uh, because of the way I feel about it and the, how much I share that I don't like it. But the Snowball microphone that has two things going against it. All right. Number one, it is a USB microphone. USB microphones, I do not like. Um, Dave DeFore's in the chat room. He says, I avoided it because Cliff said to. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so anyway, the blue, it's a USB microphone. Here's the situation. Many times po- people get started in podcasting. They think, you know, I want to record a podcast. It's just going to be me sharing my thoughts. So they go out and spend, I don't know, what is it? 75 bucks. It's pretty cheap. You spend 75 bucks on this microphone, you plug it into your computer, record into Audacity, GarageBand, whatever the case may be, and you're good to go. That is until you want to bring in a co-host. Well, at that point, you've got to either share your microphone or you're going to need to go out and get another mic. Oh, wait. No, you won't because you're going to have to go out and get two mics and a piece of equipment that's going to allow you to take those two mics and combine them into one signal to record. Or you, if you, yeah, you're going to have to do something. Uh, and, and here's the situation. You, you want to bring in a second USB mic. Now, some people will argue with me and tell me that, Cliff, there is software out there and configurations that will allow you to bring in two USB microphones. Well, this software is not very easy to configure, um, and it's, it's not the best solution. Not to mention the fact that, number one, I'm not even a fan at all of recording audio for your podcast into a computer. I mean, here I've got a 27-inch iMac. Granted, I haven't restarted it in two weeks, uh, and and it's possibly got a little memory leak happening there, and it's caused me to have some issues. But man, what if I were recording this episode into my iMac, and all of a sudden it was recording my podcast like this for the whole episode? That would be awful. That would be horrendous. Um, heaven forbid I'd lose the thing. And of course, the reason why I don't record into a computer today is because I've lost several episodes. I, I, I never will forget the one time I, I lost an entire interview with the guy that I'll never have an opportunity to uh, <laughs> reboot. Somebody says something's wrong with your audio. Uh, but anyway, I, I just couldn't imagine having to, to deal with recording into a computer anymore because of the number of times that I've lost audio. And so ever since I've recorded into a, a recorder, which I do record into the Edderall digital audio recorder, I've never lost a single episode due to f- crashed software. Uh, the only time I've ever re- lost a, uh, a recording was when I actually deleted it off of the recorder before I moved it over, thinking I had already moved it over. But that that there's no software, there's no hardware that's going to keep you from, uh, the, from the stupidity uh, clause. So there is no stupidity clause and, and foolproof thing out there. Anyway, so I don't like the snowball because it's USB. You have to go out and get additional equipment. You want to do a Skype mix minus, you're not going to be able to do that uh, with the snowball. And I mean, sure, you can get some software that's, I mean, it's going to do some really hokey things. But in the end, your end, I mean, ultimately, you want things to be to work well and work well consistently and not have to worry about audio driver settings changing in the background between using Skype and not using Skype and other programs. 
then you're going to you're going to eventually go and you're going to have to say, OK, we want to do a co-host situation here. I need to go out and get my co-host a microphone. But oh, by the way, I'm going to have to also get me another microphone. So now you've just that's wasted money. I would suggest somebody instead go out and get a very inexpensive dynamic microphone, go into a very cheap mixer and then bring the audio from that mixer into the computer if that's what they're going to do on a very tight, low budget. Um, And then, of course, at least if it's a small enough mixer, it's got pretty cheap price. But then it has an additional, hopefully, at least a second XLR plug so that when they want to bring in a second mic, they can go out and get another inexpensive mic bring it into that same mixer and they're good to go. And hopefully that mixer would have an at least one auxiliary output and they could do Skype mix minus with just the, with just one extra cable. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, I would definitely, um, and, and Charlie says the sure beta F, uh, 58, uh, microphone is $79. There are some dynamic microphones out there that are $29. Now let, let me or $19. Um, and here's the deal. I'm going to play for you some audio, but I'm, before I do that, I'm going to explain to you the second reason why I don't like the Shure, um, or not the Shure, but the uh, Blue Snowball microphone. It's a condenser microphone. All right. It's going to pick condenser microphones are powered microphones. They pick up all the audio in your surrounding room. So if you have a fan on in the room, it's going to pick that up. So let me explain to you what I've done here. I, I actually answered this for somebody else earlier in the week. And so I recorded some audio just to give them an idea of what I'm talking about. So I am going to be recording th- this audio that you're about ready to hear. The audio is completely unprocessed. No processing of any audio whatsoever is going on here. I unplugged my compressor limiter gate. And instead, this is what you're getting. You're going to get the um, you're going to get a condenser microphone you're going to get the Heil microphone, and then you're going to get a little $20 dynamic microphone. So here you go. Hey, everybody. This is Cliff Ravenscraft here over at PodcastAnswerMan.com, and I wanted to record this little bit of audio in regard to the Snowball microphone as compared to some other type of microphones out there. Now, what I'm doing is I'm using a microphone that's very similar to the Snowball. It's actually an MXL 990 microphone. But the concept is the same. The deal here is that I am using a condenser microphone. Now, a condenser microphone is a microphone that requires a little bit of amplification, a little bit of extra power to it called phantom power. And as such, it is a very powerful and very sensitive microphone. If you listen closely, hopefully you'll have some headphones that you can put on. Uh, If you put some headphones on, you're going to hear a little bit of ambient noise. Like, for example, check this out. I'm going to just set my water down. Right, so setting my water down. I'm going to do, let's see. I am going to uh, take a piece of paper here, and I'm going to write on this piece of paper. And if you have headphones on, I'm going to sign my name. Listen to this. Okay, so basically, and I'm going to ruffle some pages around here, so you're probably hearing that just as though you were here, which, by the way, condenser microphones are perfect in certain scenarios, so I'm not completely against condenser microphones, but if I were certainly going to record something of a professional quality that I wanted to make sound great, um, I wouldn't want my voice echoing off all the walls. So this is a condenser microphone. Now, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to switch over to a dynamic microphone. 
Okay, so here I am. I am in the exact same studio. In fact, nothing has changed here. Uh, the air conditioner that you heard before is still right overhead. Uh, the fan that's in the other cor- other side of the other corner of my office, that fan is still blowing. And of course, I'm also going to sign a piece of paper. And chances are you did not hear that either. Or if you did hear it, it was so faint. I'm going to wrestle some papers in the background here. It might possibly come through the recording. I doubt it, though. Uh, if it does, it's just barely. And, of course, the other thing I want to say is that you hear my voice. Do you hear any echo at all? So this is the difference between not necessarily a $325 microphone and a $75 microphone, which, by the way, it is. But I think I might possibly have a really cheap dynamic microphone. Let me go see if I can get one of those. Okay, so here I am again. And I am still in my studio. And right now I am using a handheld $20 microphone. I'm not kidding you. This is a $20 microphone. Uh, The only thing I noticed that I need on here probably is a pop filter. So let me get a pop filter put on here and I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm back. Now I have a pop filter. So here I can say pop filter. There's still a little pop in it. But that's because it is a $20 microphone instead of my... Other microphone, but anyway, you can still see that with this $20 dynamic microphone, I can actually talk and you don't hear the echo that's in the room. So, so starting off, I went with a condenser microphone that picks up every single sound in my studio, and then I went to my high LPR 40, which is a $325 microphone, and then I am now talking on a $20 microphone, and again. I think this $20 microphone actually beats a $75 USB snowball. And so I'm able to get some really good audio, decent audio, out of a $20 microphone. Now, there is a difference here. Check this out. Here's $20 microphone. Here's $325 microphone. And again, the $325 microphone, I sound... It's just clear. It's crisp. And I understand not everybody has a budget to buy a $325 microphone. So again, you could go to a condenser microphone that sounds like this, which sounds like this. Obviously, you can hear the fan and air conditioner and my voice echoing off the walls like before. So again, this is condenser microphone. Doesn't matter if you have a $700 condenser microphone or a $75 condenser microphone all condenser microphones are going to pick up every little sound, including rubbing your fingers together. I mean, it, it's it's that crazy. So anyway, uh, condenser microphone right here, echoing off the walls. And I'm going to switch. Now I'm going to go from the condenser microphone to the $20 microphone. So here I am with a $20 microphone. Same studio, same mic placement, same everything. The only thing that's, that's different here is that I went to a dynamic microphone instead. Now, this microphone here is $20. You can find them on musiciansfriend.com if you want to, if you're looking for a tight budget. My suggestion for anybody who has not already purchased equipment is to not get a USB condenser microphone, but instead to buy a very inexpensive dynamic microphone and go ahead and get yourself, if, if necessary, go ahead and pick up a small mixer that you can then bring the audio into your computer if that's the way that you're recording things. So basically for 20 bucks or probably even less, you can get a dynamic microphone. I think you could probably pick up a mixer for about 50 bucks. So for 70 bucks, 
and you'll need a little cable to go from the mixer into your computer. So for about 75 bucks, you'd be able to get this sound here instead of the echoey and picking up everything in the in the room kind of sound. So there you go. That was completely unprocessed audio, and and now I'm going to have to remember when I'm finished with this episode, I normally process the entire file, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I process everything before and then everything from this point forward so that I don't process that file. I want you to be able to hear the unaltered file, um, the unaltered audio from that recording. And, and I think that you can definitely tell the difference between the Heil. You can definitely tell the difference between a, din- a dynamic $20 microphone and the Heil dynamic microphone. I, I think you can see that there's value in the extra cost that goes into a Heil. But I think you'll find that you have even a marked improvement with a $20 dynamic microphone over that of a condenser snowball microphone so or or any kind of snowball microphone in fact it doesn't even matter if it's a four thousand dollar condenser microphone if you by the way condenser microphones are awesome if you have a soundproof room if you don't have fans blowing if you don't have your voice echoing and you're in a completely sound uh you know, enhanced room for recording. All huge, gigantic recording studios are using um, are using a lot of are using condenser microphones, and it, it is crisp. It pulls up the bass in your voice. In fact, when I bought my MXL 990, the best thing I loved about it was that it picked up the bass in my voice. But I'm telling you, folks, I can get my, my I've got my high LPR 40 right here. And I can talk with my bass, and it picks up my bass and my voice. I can, I can really turn it on. You know, I, I can sit here and go all day long, and the Heil is going to pick up the bass in my voice and reproduce it well. And this is not, is not a condenser microphone. There you go, baby. All right, so. Let's let's move on to uh, something different. Uh, by the way, Adobe Audition. We talked about it in episode number 163. There are all kinds of rumors that it might be coming out on the Mac. Well, guess what, my friends? It is official. It is official. Coming to the Mac near you is Adobe Audition. If you go to labs.adobe.com slash technologies slash audition, it says Adobe Audition for the Mac coming in a future release will bring modern audio post-production to the platform of your choice. Familiar tools for audio editing, multi-track mixing and recording will meet expanded device support, greater workflow flexibility and optimized performance. Plus best of breed audio restoration tools make it easy to clean up production audio with the essential tools that you rely on for fast turn projects audition for the mac brings a fresh face to audio post-production we expect to have this public beta of adobe audition for the mac available in winter 2010 so there you go uh yeah i am excited about adobe audition coming to the mac this will be awesome now here's the situation if i if they allow me to take my already purchased licensed version of the windows and just convert that over, that will be awesome. If not, 
then hopefully they will allow me to get the upgrade pricing instead of the new pricing. And if they don't, guess what? I will pay the full $349, which is the going price for the new version of the Adobe Audition on the PC side. I will pay the $349 because I love Adobe Audition that much. In fact, um, several of you obviously like it as well because you basically have downloaded the trial version off the Adobe site and you guys have been buying. I I can't believe it. How many of it, it? It just drives me crazy to think about how many of you have purchased the Adobe Audition 101 training series that I've, I've got available. In fact, if you head over to podcastanswerman.com, you'll see it there. But wow, by the way, thank you. Thank you to all of you who are purchasing these digital training products. I've, I've literally got, well, let's see here. I can tell you this. Uh, I've got... <laughs> I'm waiting for my calculator to pull up. Uh, let's do 10 times. I've got, that's not right. I got a hundred, I've got 190, 190 hours of my life poured into these digital training products. Uh, so, so I want to say thank you because it definitely was certainly worth it. In fact, uh, I, I can see real quickly that all the amount of time that I put into it, uh, is going to be paid back in full. And from that point forward, every time I hear cha-ching on my phone, uh, that means that, uh, you know, I'm going to be in the black as far as, uh, the time spent on these products. Um, and when I say that, what I mean is that I'm using eJunkie. Uh, to do my shopping cart and stuff. And every time I get an email from G- eJunkie, I have it set up to where there's a Gmail filter that recognizes that that's the subject line. And then it forwards that to a special uh, application called Boxcar on my iPhone. And every time Boxcar gets an email sent to that email address, which is only when eJunkie sends me a notice saying somebody's bought something, then there's a little cash register sound that goes off. It goes cha-ching. And that means I, knows, it, I know that I've made a new sale. So if you want to make my phone go cha-ching, then all you need to do is go to podcastanswerman.com slash products and buy something there and you can make my phone go cha-ching. I like that. <laughs> uh, and hopefully it'll be a win-win scenario. I get the I get the joy of hearing cha-ching and you un- will hopefully have the joy of learning how to use uh, some things such as uh, Adobe Audition, GarageBand, Audacity, how to use social media, um, how to do set up a WordPress from absolutely nothing and having it fully taken care of and all this other stuff. So loving it. And uh, stay tuned. I, as far I think it's going to be about winter of this year is when the beta version is going to be out. Um, so very exciting stuff. All right. Next up, uh, we're going to talk to Tim, I think, who called in. So, Tim, take it away. Hi, Cliff. This is Tim Chatton out of Indianapolis, Indiana. And I run the Possibly Production Network at TPPN.TV. And it was, it was great meeting you over at PodCamp Ohio last weekend. And I had not heard of you or your network, and I've been listening to your podcast, and I'm just amazed at the quality and just how well everything's done and the, the variety of topics. So thanks so much for putting out all this great content and being a good example for the podcasters to follow. And uh, with that said, this, I've got a couple of questions for the podcast answer podcast. Uh, first off, 
uh, well, this might not really pertain to that, but Crush It. Uh, great recommendation of the book you gave me. I listened to an older show, and you mentioned you might create a companion audio set for each chapter. I'm wondering if that ever happened and where I might find those. My next question, my big question of today is, I'm trying to figure out this WordPress thing. Currently, I use Rapid Weaver to create my whole website, my whole network, and it's great because I'm able to control all the interface and you know make it look good, right? I don't have to worry about code or anything like that, and it's very easy to understand. And it has plenty of podcasting tools built right into it. So it's just a great tool for the Mac that I've been able to utilize to start my network. And I've been hearing everyone talk about WordPress, and I'm wondering, is it necessary? Why use it? And can I integrate the two? Can I integrate Rapid Weaver with WordPress? And kind of what's your advice on uh, working with both these tools, or should I switch over to WordPress? I'm, I'm just kind of at a roadblock here and just trying to decide where to go with all this. So any advice you can help on transferring TTPN.TV over to WordPress or how to integrate the two would be very helpful to me. And once again, thanks again for the great content that you put out there. And I'm sure uh, pretty soon here I'll be a Plus member. And thanks again. Bye. All right, Tim, thank you so much for uh, calling me. It, has been, it was great to get to know you at PodCamp Ohio. And, of course, we've exchanged some uh, emails and other things, uh, back, I think some direct messages back and forth. been great to get to know you. And I am wishing you all the best in success in launching your, your network and, and uh, you know, pursuing that passion and everything that you have. Uh, now, a couple things here. First and foremost, the Crush It Audio Companion. Well, you know what? I got I got such a lot. I got so many pieces of negative feedback related how much I was going on and on about. You know, I was going to create a product, create a product, and and stuff like that. That that you know what? I just I decided to pursue something different. Although I will tell you this, I will tell you that I created the very first episode of the uh of that product I, I i don't know where it's at give me a second here and see if i can find it um wow where would i have put that it's you know what i bet you anything it is in my uh it is in my podcast archives let me hit close close here and let me go to podcast archives and uh let's see here i think that's going to be in miscellaneous oh wait here let me open this and i'll be able to read it all um, how I built my brand was what I was going to call that. And let me just hit play here for a second. Let's see what it says. All right. So starting off, the, the first question I want to ask you guys is, do you know what your passion is? I mean, do you really know what your passion is? As a podcast consultant, I'm actually surprised at the number of people who hire me and have not yet figured out what their passion is. Occasionally, I'll get somebody who called me up, and, and during our first consulting sessions, they say to me, they say, Cliff, you know, I know I want to do a podcast. I just have no idea what to podcast about. Sometimes people have more of an idea than others, and they just need to hone it in and stuff like that, and I help them walk through that process. But I am shocked at the number of people who have no clue which topic they're going to podcast about. I guess I shouldn't be too shocked because I was sort of that way when I started out myself. All right, so there you go. That's a that's a sample. Uh, actually, let me just check real quick. I'm going to just keep that muted and bring it down. That's 57 minutes, chapter one. So what I was going to do is I was actually going to create that as an audio book 
uh, and it was going to be a companion audio to the book Crush It. And that somebody in the chat room says, "You could." Um, let's see here. Somebody says, "So you didn't do it because people said you wouldn't?" Uh, no, I, I didn't do it because there was somebody had said. You know, so many people had said, "Well, you went on and on and on about Crush It," and I figured that people were just sick of hearing me talk about Crush It. So why create a product that is so on board with the book going out and getting the book Crush It? only to have people who were so uninterested in hearing me talk about Crush It. So uh, I recognize and realize that that actually is still a very good, very good product idea. But it's one that, uh, to be honest with you, kind of morphed into another product that I created. Uh, and if you go to um, podcastanswerman.com slash products, you'll find a product there called Social Media 101, which is it's it's basically how I built my brand using social media. And, and it's got a lot of that information in it. Uh, it's not everything that I was going to share in Crush It because Crush It actually covers a lot of things that I, I had never really thought to cover before. And so it was going to inspire. I was going to use that to inspire me. I'll eventually get back to that. Trust me, I will. And, and I can guarantee you that, uh, and, and reboot says it was a better idea when the book was new. Absolutely. But I'll tell you what though, the, the book was new and it, and had a lot of appeal to it back then, but still there's, I, even today I could pick that up and I could actually say, you know what, here's my, here's my product, which by the way is X number of dollars. And by the way, you get immediate access to the, to the audio portion of this. It's a, it's a, it's a digital download and in the mail you're, and by the way, there's going to be two episodes, there's an introduction and there'll be two episodes that you're going to listen to. Both of those episodes are an hour each. So you're going to have about uh, two and a half hours worth of content to listen to. And in the meantime, I'm going to send you a copy of the book, Crush It. And I could have a ton of those books available to ship out. And so it, it's it's something that I'm I'm still considering. It's just that other products uh, came along and some, and to be honest with you, in December, my business, for those of you who have been listening, December is when my, my business just went like exponentially crazy. I mean, it, it out of this world busy. Uh, and, and, and of course I had to hire a virtual assistant to help me out with, uh, daily tasks and stuff like that. And of course now I'm at the place where things are going extremely well and I'm spending a lot of my time working on my business and not just in it. And of course, if you want to learn more about that, head over to virtualassistantpodcast.com. All right, so Tim, to answer your question, where is the Crush It companion audio? Well, you just heard a few minutes of of the very first chapter, uh, but it that that's as far as I ever got with it, and uh, I'll eventually come back to it. But hey, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash products and check that out. You'll see Social Media 101 is there, and that's a good one. And of course, the next question that you have was regarding Rapid Weaver. And before I answer that question, I'm going to answer. I'm going to play Ewan's feedback. Hi, Cliff. This is Ewan from the Bagel Tech News podcast. Uh, everyone that listens to the show knows that when it comes to being a geek, I'm a great photographer. And one of the things that I've kind of hit a wall with now is that um, because I can use iWeb to publish my podcast and it does all my RSS feeds and it's it's kind of like using a DTP package almost or PowerPoint, um, it suits my needs because I'm not a computer geek. 
but I need to take the next step. You know, I need to go to that next level, and I need to start monitoring more closely who's listening, how they're listening, that kind of stuff. Uh, is there an easy route into something like WordPress or Rapid Weaver or any of those kind of packages that are a little bit more technical but will give me so much more? Uh, any help you can offer me, mate. Very, very grateful. Love the shows. Keep them up. Cheers, man. Bye. All right, Ewan, thank you very much for your feedback. And by the way, folks, if you haven't gone to bageltech.net, I think that's right, B-A-G-E-L-T-E-C-H dot net. I can never spell bagel for some reason. But yeah, B-A-G-E-L-T-E-C-H dot net. Go check it out. Subscribe to the Bagel Tech News Daily Show. I love listening to his uh, daily breakdown of technology. And by the way, occasionally, if you if you subscribe to the Big Show, which is an it's about an hour long show on the weekends that he records. Occasionally, I'm on that. In fact, I was on it uh, about a week ago. I think it was last. Actually, I think it was last week. Maybe. Anyway, and I'll be on it again in the future as long as I don't tick anybody off. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, check it out bageltech.net but anyway Ewan and Tim both of you are thinking about switching from either RapidWeaver or iWeb over to WordPress and by golly uh, for you Tim to answer your question my suggestion you said you're just now getting ready to launch this podcast network and it's in it's it's still somewhat in its infancy I would say switch to WordPress as quickly as you can uh, absolutely switch to WordPress because it, you're going to have so much more functionality uh, when it comes to um, dealing with uh, plugins and the ability to configure um, stats reporting and, and all kinds of other things. I mean, you just heard Ewan, who has basically a very successful podcast, and he's producing it on iWeb, and he, there is a lot of things he wants to do, but but he is not yet able to because he's using a program uh, that basically is not WordPress, um, quite simply put. So I will say that what um, to answer both of you, I really enjoy Bluehost.com, and I have affiliate there. And, and I, if anybody's interested, I make $65 every time somebody signs up for Bluehost and you use my link. Just go to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. Again, that's uh, podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. I did an entire blog post about why I love Bluehost. And and many of you guys have signed up for it. And I thank you. In fact, I got a check right here in my studio. Uh, just got a check in the other day. It's right here. Uh, from Bluehost.com directly. So uh, thank you to whoever signed up for your Bluehost hosting account. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, bluehost.com or podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. And I have a training tutorial that if you were to go with Bluehost, it actually f- takes somebody who has no domain, no hosting account, and takes them all the way to the point where you have a podcast that has been submitted to iTunes. You can follow through and watch it step by step. Now, um, basically, I want to tell you that... Um, you know, if you're running into problems, you know, th- it can get a little technical uh, when it when compared to something like an iWeb. But it, these are things that will take a little bit of an adjustment period, learning how to get into the back end. But with the right community or, with, you know, and there's a huge community out there or with a, a podcast consultant such as, as myself, if that fits into the budget, um, I can help you or a bunch of other people could help you out there in the community and teach you how to 
use WordPress and I will tell you, it radically changes everything. I mean, I run, well, I run more than 20 podcasts off of one single installation of WordPress and uh, I've been using WordPress for the last several years for my network and there's never been anything that I want to do that I have not been able to do. Uh, But I can tell you this, there are at least 15 different things that I can think of. Uh, I could make, I'm pretty sure I can come up with a list of 15 things that I can do with WordPress that I cannot do with iWeb. And the reason I know that is because I tried iWeb for a while. Um, and, and I was playing around with it when I first bought my Mac, I, I decided to play around with some stuff and, and the limits there are too great. As far as rapid weaver, I've never, I'm going to just tell you, Tim, I've never used rapid weaver, but I'm a huge fan of what can be done and the power and the community behind WordPress. And I would say it's definitely worth going with. All right, so let's see here. iTunes feed snag. Um, so somebody actually called in and has a question. I think this is Ron Nutter. Ron, take it away. Cliff, this is Ron Nutter in Kansas City, and I've been listening to uh, your podcast, Answer Man Show, and I've bought some of the training from you and getting a WordPress site up and running. I'm within probably a day or two of going through the process of doing the uh, iTunes feed, but I've run into a snag and, I, and I've not been able to figure out a way around it. I've pretty much gone totally Mac, and I may have to bring PC into the picture. I'm trying to get the graphics uh, tagged into the audio MP3 files of the interviews that I've been doing, and in going through it, I, I'm doing everything I think is right. I'm using something called ID3 Editor. Uh, if you're aware of a Mac-based program that 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 you know will work, I, I'd, I'd like to hear about that. Or if there's, uh, and if I need to use something on the PC side, because I'd like to go ahead and get the uh, the iTunes setup done. But I've kind of run into a stumbling block. It it looks like I've got the graphic in there. If I go back into this ID3 editor, it shows it. But when I try to do uh, when I try to bring up the MP3 file within iTunes, it's never indicating that there's a graphic there. So maybe there's something simple that I'm missing. Appreciate your time, sir, and I'll be looking forward to a future podcast. Bye-bye. All righty. So, Ron, um, now here's the thing. I'm having an ex- I'm, I'm experiencing a problem with my Mac, which, by the way, if you go to helpigotamac.com, we have a podcast over there uh, all about the Mac platform. And there is a known issue with the most recent update to the Mac that um, for some reason, thumbnails are not showing. Even when I go to preview a file, even though I've tagged it and I've got the album artwork, if I go in and, I, and I've and i tagged the file, the album artwork I know is there, um, it, for some reason, it's not showing up in the preview. It's not The artwork is not showing up on the thumbnail anymore. And uh, Apple is aware of this and they're working on it. And I would imagine that's going to be fixed in an upcoming release. Now, you're saying that it's not showing up in iTunes. Now, that I'm not experiencing. I'm not able to recreate that at all. So the thing is, though, is I would suggest that you probably um, look to make sure that it's the MP3 file that doesn't have the tag. I'm not quite sure if maybe you're saying that for some reason you're tagging the files, but for some reason the listing in iTunes 
is not getting the you know or or when you go to submit the the feed to iTunes for the listing that it's not getting an, an image. If that's the case, the I just want to let you know that iTunes listing when you submit your RSS that is not pulling the artwork from the ID from the ID3 tags on your MP3, but instead it's pulling that image from your RSS feed or it's not pulling an if, image if you are if you don't have it. So this is where FeedBurner would come into play if you're using WordPress. You could actually send your RSS feed from WordPress over to FeedBurner, and that's where you can easily add your artwork there. Now, you could use other plugins. I'm not a huge fan of other plugins, but you could use a plugin like PowerPress made by Blueberry, and they have the ability to process your feed in such a way that you can add the artwork there. So uh, hopefully that helps you out in, in a way. So... I'm not sure if that completely answered your problem or your question, but oh, by the way, uh, ID3 tag editing software for the Mac, I am also transitioning my use of editing over knowing that uh, Adobe Audition is coming to the Mac. I am starting to use a program called ID3 Editor, and you can get that at PA, that's Paul Apple, dash software.com. And if you go to pa-software.com, you can get the ID3 editor software. It works great. Um, I really wish that it, you could just open it up and select files and do all that stuff just like I do with MP3 tag software from mp3tag.de on the PC side. But, you know, it's still, it works great. It tags the files wonderfully. Uh, I'm really a huge fan of it. The only thing is, is that it's 15 bucks instead of free, but hey, it's 15 bucks well spent if you can do something else on the Mac instead of having to turn to the PC for it. And like I said, when Adobe Audition comes out on the Mac, I will then uh, do that. All right, so next up, we are going to look at another story. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Lynn called in, and she had, she had called in to find out a script for a listener feedback hotline. Hi, Cliff. It's Lynn Morgan from St. Petersburg, Florida, your student from the simplegoodlifenetwork.com. I called your listener feedback number from our Skype account, which you set us up on and taught us how to use, so I could learn from a pro and listen to your feedback greeting. I wanted to hear an example of a good greeting message of what that should contain for our Google listener feedback line, which we have, again, because of your kindness and generosity. I hope this won't be a pesky nuisance voicemail that you'll have to delete from your busy feedback line. But I want—I think I heard from a very wise podcasting expert once. I'm pretty sure it was an episode of the podcast Answer Man. To just go ahead and do it and apologize later. Uh, just kidding, Cliff. We love you. Thanks for everything. God bless. Oh, P.S. Your message is great. I'm glad I called. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lynn. If anybody's wanting to hear what you hear uh, when you call my voicemail feedback hotline, give me a call, 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. And you can listen to see what I say on my voicemail hotline. And by the way, when you do so, please leave me a question for the podcast answer man. That's how I get all these questions, by the way. All right. So um, and then, of course, I'm going to just play this because I, I want to ask whoever called this in. I would love to ask you to call back. Hey, Cliff. Hi, Carolyn. I'm from Los Angeles. And this is a question for a podcast answer, man. 
Okay. I have a problem I don't know what to do. Um, I have a podcast of the show. All right. So there you go. That's what the whole message sounds like. So I didn't even hear your name. All I heard was Los Angeles, I think, California. Uh, but the thing is, is that I, I was not able to hear anything that you were saying in your, your message. So if you recognize that as your voicemail, please understand that your, your cell phone was breaking up pretty bra- badly. And if you call back again, I would love to hear what your question was and answer it on a future episode of podcast answer, man. Now I did restart this software. I'm not sure if it's going to help keep the music going in a, in a, <laughs> without, um, breaking up if not i may have to actually reboot my mic or my macbook or my macbook my imac ah <sighs> anyway did i just get through everything that i wanted to get through in this podcast i did wow i can't believe it anyway folks i just want to say thank you for subscribing to another episode of or subscribing to the podcast answer man and listening to me for another episode I look forward to getting your questions, and of, and of course, you can do that by calling again, 859-795-4067. You know, hey, if you're looking for a way of learning how to do podcasting, and you don't have necessarily the budget right away to hire me for my one-on-one consulting, please take a look at the all the brand new products that I have available on my site, ready for you to purchase right there from the website. You can click to add to your cart. You can add multiple items to your cart. There's Adobe Audition, Audacity, and GarageBand trading. And uh, the one that I want to focus on right now is one called Evaluating Your Podcast. Now, people typically pay me $299, and I basically listen to an episode or two of their of their podcast. I review their website, and I look at nearly 100 different things, and then I give them some feedback. And I, I, I tell them how they can take their, their podcast to the next level or give them some helpful tips on things to add to their site, to build more community with their audience. Almost 100 things. And basically what I do with the Evaluating Your Podcast product, I take in this training, it's about two hours in length, and I sit down and share with you all of those things I look at and why I look at them and how, and how they can increase Uh, the effectiveness of your podcast. And again, that's called evaluating your podcast. And it's one third the cost of hiring me one-on-one. There's also social media one-on-one, all the other things out there. Go check it out. Podcastanswerman.com. Over on the right-hand corner, there's, there's little advertisements that you'll see there now that I have been working very hard on this week, which I've been able to do because I have a virtual assistant who handles all of my other stuff and allows me to focus on building my business. In fact, one of the things uh, that I'm going to do in the future, I've got so many ideas for digital training products. So one of them is going to be how I actually sell digital training products. I'm going to do a digital training product on that. But anyway, you're going to have to check it out over at podcastanswerman.com if you're interested. I hope you all have a totally awesome 4th of July weekend. God bless you all. We'll be back next week. And until then, I encourage you to join the community.